run, go give everyone you know in his ethnic kiss. The Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Sit down, relax, and go with the flow. It's ethnic kiss. The Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Black shows, the man is canceled. They didn't give him a chance, no. Brick and Deshaun are holding it down. They'll take the shows out of the lost and found. Run, go get everyone you know. It's Ethnic Kiss. The Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Sit down, relax, and go with the flow. It's Ethnic Kiss. The Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Ethnic Kiss. What's up, kinfolk? And welcome to another episode of Ethnic Kiss, the Black Sitcom Podcast Show. I'm your man, Brick Jackson, here as always with the unstoppable, the insurmountable, the embomitable, the onomatopoeic, anti-disestablishmentationalistic soul brother number four, Four. Wait. You had me me until you said number four. I was like, wait, what? I mean, you can't have more soul than James Brown. Uh, Well, well, I'll give you that. You can't have more soul than Stevie Wonder. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Can't have no more soul than me. So it's obviously number four. I guess I'll take number four. I mean, accept it and roll with it. Yo, we're so excited to be back for uh, this episode. Um, We're going to be covering a show that, interesting enough, DB, um, this show lasted longer than many of the shows we're going to cover. Yes, yes, it did. Yes, it did. So it's almost like it kind of stretches our rule a little bit. Yeah. But it still works because the show, based off the pilot for me, didn't last as long as it probably should have. You know... It's we'll like, get, we, we can yeah, dive we'll, into we'll, that. We'll get to it. We'll, 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 dive we'll, in. dive, we'll dive into that. Um, so if you're just joining us on this podcast because for, you really, really love the TV show Sparks and you were like, yo, I want to hear I want to hear people talk about Sparks for an hour or, or less. Um, this show, we unpack black sitcoms that have, were either canceled too soon, didn't last long enough or whatever. As you can probably tell by the theme song, that kind of sums up our show completely. Um, so essentially, that's what we do here. We love sitcoms. We love talking about sitcoms. And there are tons of sitcoms that were starring black actors back in the day that just did not get us just due for a myriad of reasons. We don't dive too deep as to why. We're just going to say the man. Yes. The man the did man. it. He always The does. man did it. <laughs> The man did it, and it's his fault. It's his damn fault. It's his damn fault. The man did it. Uh, in this case, uh, the show that we're going to be covering today is called Sparks. Sparks. It is Sparks. Sparks. We are Sparks. Um, Sparks was a UPN sitcom that ran from 1996 to 1998. It had a really, really strong cast. So. Yeah. One of the constant themes, DB, I know that we cover is shows that have just like this great cast. And you're looking at the cast like, yo, yeah, this cast, bro. So we're going to dive into that and we're going to uncover that. Y'all going to enjoy yourselves and we're going to talk about the episode that we watched, which was the pilot. But before we get into that, DB, 
at the end of every episode, we ask DB what he thinks the next show is going to be about because chances are he's not seen these like I have. Yeah. I watched every episode of Sparks, so I know what the deal is. So I knew what the show was. Deshaun did not. DB, nope. can you please tell me if you can remember, what did you say on the last show this show was about? I want to say it was about a father and son and their electricians. <laughs> and just talking about <laughs> that they go through. You know, okay. okay. Coming back to be a part of the family business. So the weird part about it is you're not you're only right about this father and son thing. Yes, I know, right? I was like pretty close. I was close. on the right track. Close. Yeah, I like my puns, so that's why I thought it, it had yeah. to be electrician. <laughs> I think it's really cool. I've never seen, we, we talked about this on our last episode with yeah. Cash about we've never seen a sitcom about black electricians. I'm saying uh, <laughs> that is, a, a, you know, that's a story. And then Cash said he was going to uh, do it with uh, freaking, God, don't make me forget his name. Oh, no. You already <laughs> forgot it. I did. I did. It, I lost it. You I lost forget. it. You lost it. Go back to the last episode. Yeah. Let the people listen and then they can, they'll, they'll yeah, know. Yeah, they'll they'll know then, then you'll know who uh, who I'm talking about. But <laughs> legend, legendary actor. He's the man. You know, he would play the father. And then. You mean Keith David? Yeah, Keith David. Oh, my God. It's Keith David, man. You know, Come on. You know, I was going to let you fall on that, man. Yeah, my ear, my brain's leaking out of my ears. You know, we I just <laughs> we just watch TV shows. So. Yeah. I'm already on to the next one. So <laughs> Right, right, right. So um, that's not what Sparks is about. So let me break down what Sparks is about. Sparks <laughs> is about a law firm called Sparks, Sparks, and Sparks, where the father, played by, uh, well, I won't say played by yet, but the father, Alonzo Sparks, has been a longtime lawyer, and he has his two sons as his partners. And it felt like, essentially, that he wants his sons to eventually take over the, yeah. you know, the family uh, law firm. But they're kind of eccentric and they don't really get along with each other. And so mm-hmm. comedy ensues through their battling between it's kind of like the same template you see with like stuff like the odd couple, where it's like yeah. one, one, one is the, the complete opposite of the other. So they clash. Yeah. That's essentially what the show is about. The, Literally what it is. <laughs> yep. The setting takes place in Compton, California, which is about, I want to say about 10 miles from me, maybe 30, 20, 30 minutes from me. Um, so they kind of saying that we're the com- a community um, law firm. It's definitely low tier law firm. It's definitely yeah. a law firm that does like accident victims and car as ambulance a, as chases. As ambulance chases. I was just about to say that. Yeah, ambulance <laughs> chasing, like yeah. one call, that's all type type lawyers who try to get big settlements from very little um, things against big companies. So to get to this cast, so this is what we're talking about when we talk about like a show that just has this amazing, amazing, amazing Pure cast. Talent pure talent i mean across across the board so we're gonna talk uh we go over let's go over real quick what who who's in this um so the star of this show the patriarch of the family is played by none other than uncle phil himself james avery yeah this Um, was like his first first big role after fresh prince right right so this is um 96 and fresh prince Mm -hmm. went off the air in 96 so Mm -hmm. he kind of transitions directly into um did we just start recording no. It just said recorded started. Okay, never mind. It just said that the restore recorded started just came up. That's what oh, I'm asking. Wow. Okay, oh, sorry, weird. I'll go I'll go back. Um yeah, this was the first thing James Avery did after Fresh Prince, directly after Fresh Prince. Um, which he definitely deserves his own show immediately after Fresh Prince because we know it was a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Um most people know him from the Fresh Prince, but 
he spent a lot of years in theater before Fresh Prince, and he also, you know, did a lot of voiceover work before Fresh Prince. Shredder. Mm-hmm. Um, well, around the same time he was on Fresh Prince, yes. I think. Yes. Um, in addition to that, you know, guest appearances on shows like L.A. Law, um, Amen. So he had been like a just a a working actor for years before Fresh Prince. But of course, you start the show with James Avery from Fresh Prince. Yeah. Um, and good because he's playing a father role again, which he was, mm-hmm. of course, amazing at on Fresh Prince. Um, and also, but, also in the law section because he was a lawyer at first, and then he became a judge. Right. In Fresh Prince, so he was a lawyer again. Well, see, it's like black television didn't get imaginative back then. Because, nah, they didn't. Because right after, um, right after Fresh Prince went off the air, Alfonso Ribeiro went on to In the House, and he played a similar character on In the yep. House. Yeah. It was. It's like, come on, guys. Like, these guys are more talented than that. Kind of stretch yeah. them. Yes. Don't typecast them. <laughs> right. I. I, I so annoying. Um, because of course we're more talented than that. But anyway, yeah. So um Maxi Sparks, which is the older brother of the two brothers, is played by Miguel Nunez. Um, Miguel Nunez was before Sparks started in nineteen ninety-six. He'd been around for a while, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, doing similar, you know, smaller roles and popping up in different movies and things like that. Um he also was a producer. I did not notice till right now looking at IMDb on Homeboys and Out of Space. Uh, 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 uh. You know what? I feel like he would have played the flex role a little better. Probably. <laughs> potentially. He, he, potentially. So he had appeared in a lot of movies. Most notably, most people probably remember him from maybe The Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. He had that Jerry Curl in the yeah. movie. Um, he popped up on What's Happening Now, Jumping Jack Flash, a couple episodes of Amen. Um, Harlem Knights, of course, mm-hmm. uh, alongside Arsenio Hall in the scene where they go after um, Eddie Murphy's character. Yeah. Um, he was a series regular on the show Tour of Duty, which ran for 58 episodes. He also made a quick appearance on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in 91, um, playing uh, one of the guys that stayed at uh, Jazz's apartment. Yeah. Uh, um, Lethal Weapon 3, Hang'em Mr. Cooper, Martin. Uh, so he was popping up for a little while couple episodes of living single um he was also in the one Ernest movie that i actually really remember vividly slam dunk Ernest. i don't know slam, if you remember that's that. the one you remember <laughs> <laughs> man my boy went to jail he was like a kid counselor and, and you remember slam dunk Ernest. <laughs> i loved basketball and it was the one Ernest movie with like a bunch of black people <laughs> basically slam dunk Ernest gets these shoes that are basically christened that can make him jump. Actually, not even make him jump. It makes him float in the air. And he joins the mall's janitor's basketball team. And, of course, all the janitors were black. But, (laughs) but yeah, I remember Slam Dunk Ernest. (laughs) That was Ernest, too. Ernest didn't star in 1,200 movies for you to just remember that one. Vividly remember. (laughs) Vividly remember. (laughs) Um, And then the other brother... Uh, is played by none other than the man himself, Terrence Deshaun Howard. Wait, you said it. You said it incorrectly. The man himself. The man. Terrence Deshaun Howard. Man. Man. Terrence Howard. He played Greg Sparks, who was the younger of the two brothers. You know, uh, Terrence Howard had been around doing, yeah, popping in. He played Jackie Jackson on the Jacksons movie. Um, he he was a regular on a short-lived sitcom that we'll cover later on called Tall Hopes. Popped up on Living Single, Coach, Family Matters, Getting By, 
the O.J. Simpson story, New York Undercover. Uh, his biggest turn was in Mr. Holland's Opus with Richard Dreyfus, mm-hmm. and then Sunset Park before he got on to Sparks. So Sparks was kind of his first, like, I would say bigger role, more consistent role. Um, and interesting element in the show, it also starred Kim Whitley. Yes, <laughs> she's popping up again. <laughs> she popped up again. So we just talked about Kim Whitley on a show that has not come out, episode yeah. has not come out yet, which was um, My Brother and Me. No, it came out. My Brother and Me's out? Yes. Oh, well, listen to My Brother and Me. Um, <laughs> you didn't tell me My Brother and Me was out. You got to tell me when these pop oh, up. Okay, anyway. I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> so on our most recent released episode, <laughs> My Brother and Me, uh, Kim Whitley was on that show, one of the shining uh, actresses on that show. She's been working for a long time. Yes, yes. Um, before Sparks, of course, she was a stand-up comedian. Um, My Brother and Me was probably her more her bigger role. She also popped in on Martin and married with children before Sparks. So she was very new for the most yeah. part um, at this point. Uh, rounding out the cast, um, a guy named Arif S. Kitchen. Uh, don't know much about him. He's done a lot of voiceover work over the years. Um, but before he did show up on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Saved by the Bell, the new class, and Trippin', the movie Trippin', before... Oh, no, not Trippin' was after. So, fairly new actor as well. We have to thank him, though, because the reason why we were able to watch Sparks is because he posted it. It's um, nice of him. Yeah. That was nice of him. Should have asked him on nice. the show. Yeah. Uh, I know. We probably could have. We probably should have asked we him. Might, we, we probably could have. We probably could have. <laughs> Sorry, we'll, 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 we'll see if we get another episode of Reef. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll watch we'll, episode two and, and, and talk with him or maybe yeah, the last episode. We'll, 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 we'll tag him. Yeah. And I, I would say, outside of James Avery in this, the biggest star was obviously robin gibbons robin Um, gibbons this was her like hopping up role for sure yeah and it's interesting because you know robin gibbons was such a name at that point Mm -hmm. you're surprised she's not the lead in this um but you know at this point robin gibbons was more known also for you know being married to mike tyson and the abuse allegations that we're not gonna of course get into but I mean, she had been around for for some years doing some great work on Cosby Show, Different Strokes. Her biggest role was in uh, uh, Women in Brewster Place, the Oprah Winfrey movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, then she got, you know, uh, Head of the Class was a big thing. It was a show that aired on television. She was a series regular on that one. And, of course, the classic Boomerang. Boomerang. Uh, Boomerang, man. I I loved her in Boomerang. And Blank Man. Mm-hmm. Um and then surprisingly, she was on two episodes of, of uh, Me and the Boys, which I did I did not realize. Oh, wow. And then, of course, she made a guest appearance as well on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Recurring theme that a lot of people big, on this show popped in on Fresh, Fresh Prince, Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. yeah, big Fresh Prince, you know, connection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's, let's break this show down. Let's break this, uh, unpack this a little bit. So the episode <laughs> we watched was the pilot episode. Um, so essentially the episode is about um interestingly enough um Alonzo Sparks played by James Avery has to get his teeth fixed by the dentist so he's kind of out of commission. Yeah, the abscess. Yeah. He had an yeah. abscess. So he was out of yeah. commission for a couple of days so he let the kids his two sons take over and run uh the law office for a couple of days essentially. And during those couple of days that's when we find out that Terrence Howard's character hires Robin Givens' character, which um, at first Miguel Nunez's character was against because it was a woman until he realized she was a very, very attractive woman. 
Let me tell you, uh, I laughed. I did laugh at that part uh, because he was like just arguing and it instantly. It was like within a second. He well, hello. And hello. <laughs> it's nice to have you. Well, he also didn't like that. Uh, she had this amazing uh, resume, resume, like high, high, high top of her class graduating and everything. And he thought she was just using this place to work before she got a bigger job at another law firm. Right. Yeah, and he it, didn't like that. He didn't like that at all. And as the episode transitions, essentially you just kind of get the, uh, the back and forth between the yeah. brothers that one brother is a little bit more, uh, Terrence Howard's character is a little bit more straight laced and yeah. prim and proper while Miguel Nunez is a player. He comes in mm-hmm. to work a little bit hungover from yeah. partying. He's a womanizer. He is a little bit more, he's a lot more sleazy. Yeah. Than Terrence like the, Howard's character. The classic lawyer, the, the sleazy yeah. lawyer that you think of. Although, just, yeah. Yeah. So, in the episode, he wants to make a commercial. His brothers wants to approve the commercial, but he doesn't approve the commercial. Um, and then also, so not a lot of things transition in this episode from a plot perspective. It did. It's kind it, of it, yeah. We were just like throwing darts on the board and just everything. Um, they did a good job of starting the episode in a actual case. Right. You know, right. I, I, that was good to establish. Um, even though the case was the most random thing, it took a bit for honestly, it took a bit to get funny for me. Yeah. 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 I was actually that was actually going to be my one of my first notes is that yeah. um, I it was probably about, I don't know, about four or five minutes into the episode before I was able to like laugh. Yeah. Like my, my heart warmed seeing James Avery, of course. Yes. Immediately. Yeah. But beyond that, he, he didn't even come in until later in the episode either. He um, only had like two big entrance. Well, well, I would say three big yeah. appearances in the episode. So it really did seem like he is just there to help push up the cast to have some mm-hmm. gravitas, as they say, <laughs> you know, to to help 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 these new actors and just to be the the, the almost the anchor for this. That, and that was actually something I was thoroughly disappointed in. Yeah. I saw a lot less of James Avery than I. Yeah, remember. yeah. Like, like I was try, like, yeah. three scenes. Like obviously this is not his show. He might be yeah. top build, but he's it's not his show. Yeah. I was disappointed rewatching that, like, wait, there's more Robin Givens, Kim Wheatley, Miguel Nunez, and more and you know, Terrence Howard than there is James Avery. And I don't think yeah. I like that. Yeah. I don't I, think I like I agree. That. I agree. It's, and it's not like he can't carry a series. I truly believe that he could have. He could have uh, easily. But that was that was disappointing. My first big laugh was when so Kim Whitley plays a recep- basically the receptionist, the office receptionist. Yeah. She is very um, opinionated, blunt, direct, straightforward, and she's a great counterpart to the brothers who battle all the time. She's kind of the level-headed one. Yeah. But the theme of this first episode for her is that she has PMS. Now, as soon as I heard her say the line, I have PMS, I was like, oh. Because I couldn't really go. remember everything that happened in the pilot, but yeah. I was like, okay woman character with pms here we go but it she made it work yes it was so funny the little rants that she went on during the height of her pms but she provided me with my first laugh yes and that was when she ripped the wig off of her head (laughs) i laughed so hard that was that was that was funny and and that just goes to show of an actual you, you know i love my you know i love my supporting actors 
You mm-hmm. know, I love my characters that will go to the next level to carry and help this scene. And she does that every yeah. scene. It, yeah. It, like, think back to my brother and me. She was like one of the funniest, oh, yeah. funniest characters on that episode. And she was the same thing in this one, too. And she played a similar tone character as the other yeah. one. Like, she's the, she's not the lead or anything like that, but she comes in and deals with the lead characters and sets them straight. Yeah. Um, and this time she's not doing it with two little brothers. She's doing it with two older brothers. Yes. Uh, it's almost like my brother and me, they grew up and became <laughs> All lawyers. <grown> up. <laughs> and they became lawyers. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is the sequel to my brother and me. We didn't read. <laughs> Thank you, Kim Whitley. <laughs> and they hired their old friend, Kim Whitley, from the from the uh, oh, <laughs> kid hangout. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but That's I... Funny. Yeah, I thought that was a really, really funny scene. I thought it was weird that Terrence Howard said it took him three years to find someone. To yeah, hire. yeah, yeah. I, I, I said that too. I was like, wait a minute, what? Why did it take him three freaking years to three hire years? someone? Like, it don't take long to hire people like that. Like, <laughs> anyway, that um, that didn't make any sense. Yeah, and I mean, I think the I think as we've discussed on this show before, because right now we're watching pilots. Eventually, we'll mm-hmm. watch you know a diff, different episodes or some, so we will repeat some of these shows and watch yeah. later episodes. Especially um, if we get like actors to come right, in, right? If talk we get people that. to come in and talk about it. But one of the things that got me was just the show. The the timing was just felt off at times yeah. like there was moments yeah. where i felt like was somebody supposed to come in the room earlier than this or quicker than this or and there were times when i actually wondered if terrence howard was asleep <laughs> like there was a, this line delivery on some of those scenes was just like is he awake it during was, this it was rough. I'm, I'm not gonna lie terrence howard was rough on this show like i, I just this this he, episode oh yeah okay yeah yeah I, again on to to say for the for a pilot maybe it was nerves Maybe yeah. it was nerves that got him, and um, he was. You, you said he wasn't really doing a lot of TV before that. He just kind of would make appearances and everything yeah. like that. So well, it might, he might still had that movie actor mindset, and it doesn't really work with studio audiences. Well, I will give Terrence Terrence Deshaun <laughs> Howard, man, um, a slight bit of a pass. Simply a because, like we said, it's a pilot, and you you have to figure out. Sometimes you got to figure stuff out, and the pilot is when, mm-hmm. when you do it. And as we've discussed before, sometimes the pilot is shot, and then the next episode isn't shot for another couple months, uh, sometimes longer. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that Terrence Howard is not good in this show based off of this one episode. Yeah, I would say this one episode though he was rough. Yeah. Um, in comparison to Miguel Nunez, which I think Miguel Nunez had an easier path with his character. Because it was very straightforward. He's the comic relief of the two brothers and Terrence Howard's Terrence Howard is the straight man. Yeah. So yeah, he pound- has to react. He has to he has to be, you know, more of the serious and mm-hmm. and and play off of everybody else. Right. I felt like overall, even with the with the timing issues and some of the inconsistencies and in performances, uh <laughs> I will say that I felt like the episode had some really, really strong moments and Yes. The strongest moment in this episode, the one ep- part of the episode that would probably make everyone laugh, and you heard the audience dying, is the uh, there's a scene where Robin Givens is uh, doing yeah. a test testimony, <laughs> uh, mock testimony with a client that she's taken over for uh, James Avery's character for a trial, and this dude is sweating profusely throughout the entire and. Because of the low quality of the YouTube video, yeah. I couldn't quite pick up on why people were laughing so hard. Yes. At first. 
So I'm watching and I'm like, why is this so I'm, I'm doing, I'm writing down a note from something. And I'm like, why are people laughing so hard? Yeah. I, this isn't even funny. Like what's going on. But then I start noticing he's sweating like a lot. And then the funny part is she asked him to take his jacket off, which was a only jacket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and his whole body was soaked. I mean, to the point they had to mop the floor. Like, yeah, yeah. When they came, when they brought it back and he was mopping, I could. I, and even you know, I even laughed at the line. He said, "Yeah, don't sweat it" or something like that. <laughs> like I was like, "Now that is perfect." Like it was perfectly timed. Right. The whole scene. So in, in my eyes, I think when the writer was coming up with the show, he wrote that scene first, <laughs> and that was yeah. why it was like, yeah. It was, Pitch perfect with uh, Robin Gibbons played that perfectly with her the way she reacted and mm-hmm. in the follow up like everybody was on top of that which was weird because it was one of the few scenes Miguel Nunez wasn't in no and no. and it was like on point everything was on point I I love that I love that scene too be, because of the build up yes. like and, and and because like like I said I legitimately didn't know what was happening yes and same. I almost started laughing just because the audience was losing their yes. minds yes. and then as I saw what was going on I started genuinely joining in on the yes. laughter. And that was probably one of like really two or three times I lost it in the episode of laughter. Um, really, really strong. It was really strong. It was a really strong sight gag too. And and they yeah. had to play it straight as if it wasn't happening, but the audience was dying. They were losing them. And this is what I love about, you know, multicam sitcoms with studio audiences is that those genuine mo- moments happen and they encourage, I, I started paying a lot more attention to what was going on once I heard the audience laughter. So it was, it's a group thing. It's the same thing like when you're at a movie and mm-hmm. you, you it's the communal, the communal aspect. And I think that's what a lot of shows like sitcoms could do it perfectly when it was good. They'll have the right. commu- communal aspect where they're not even flashing the laugh like, you know, it's real deal. They're just cracking up at this quality work. And right. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the biggest like thrills whenever you do stuff in front of audiences as mm-hmm. you know you know you're a stand-up comedian yeah. plus a sketch and improv actor mm-hmm. so am i so when we're on stage like getting these huge laugh breaks there's nothing bigger than that it's I'm, nothing i'm gonna divert a little bit from okay. sparks real quick to tell a story i had i never have so i'm very very confident on stage because yeah. i'm not afraid to also and, and when it comes to improv because I'm not afraid to bomb. Because sometimes an improv is like the only comedic stage where you can bomb and it's hilarious. Yes. If you play it right. If you play it right. And I never have, tr- like, I never get scared to follow someone. I never get intimidated on stage. But there was one time where DB got me to where I could not follow. We were playing a game called, um, I think it's called Innuendo. I yeah. like my women like I like my. Yeah. So. The rules of the game is you stand up there and you get a suggestion to be something like hammer or or hat or something. And you have to say, I like my women or men like I like my hat. And there's a pun afterwards. So (laughs) we got a suggestion on stage for unicorn. And we were going and it, it was going pretty well. We had a couple good jokes. And then DB steps up and he says, I like my women like I like my unicorn white and with a deformity <laughs> i don't think i'll ever let me tell you if you're listening i don't think i'll ever come to that level of <laughs> ever again like it was a moment in history oh my gosh where i had an outer body moment and i, <laughs> I said it and yeah yeah 
And the, the laughter from the audience, I couldn't follow it. I had yeah. something. I literally stepped up, but the audience like took a one step yeah. forward to take my turn, and the audience was still laughing. And luckily, our our host was smart enough to just go ahead and shut it down because no one could follow that. Was and no. that is after I will say over 10 years of experience yeah. on stage, that was the one time where I was intimidated and couldn't go forward. Wow. wow. Wasn't, that, wasn't that where we invented the, where we would kick a field goal to? Like, yeah, yeah. That oh yeah, I think that was the exact show too. Yep. We were like, it's good. It's good. <laughs> and that was the one I said, I'm not following it. Yeah. Because sometimes it's a challenge when somebody's yeah. doing great on stage with you, you're like, okay. Yeah. Even though you're working together sometime in a collaborative, you, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to get shown up. I'm going to step up. In this case, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So tell you, so, because I mean, if you've been listening to this show for a little bit, this podcast for a while, you probably don't know as much about us as like, I know a lot of podcasts talk about themselves. We don't as much. So I guess there's a little bit of insight about, you know, DB and I, this was, oh man, dude, that was like eight years, seven, eight years. Don't say that. Don't say that. It was, it was, man. (laughs) Well, I know, I know because I, I think about sometimes, uh, just if you're listening, we used to do a show at 1130 at night on Saturday and it went in towards like one and you hear bricks groans. That's because thinking about that is made me tired. And, and and we're jumping and we're laughing and we're doing cartwheels and running through a, a theater. <laughs> Think about doing that every two weeks on Saturday. And then we would still have an after party after. Like Oh, we did not sleep. We didn't sleep. I don't, rem- I don't remember sleeping. No, and I used no, to, and then I, I moved, <laughs> we did the show in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and I moved yeah. to Wilmington, North Carolina, which was about two hours away. And I would sometimes stay up with you guys to like 4 a.m. And then I would yep. drive back to Wilmington so I could sleep yep. in my own bed. Yep. I got sick of sleeping on couches and stuff like that. Because, yep. of course, we were young and nobody had a, a home that could nope. give you a guest room. <laughs> nobody had a <laughs> guest room nobody we had those in options. our 20s. Uh. Oh, man. But but anyway, back to Sparks. That's just a memory <laughs> that I, I, I had to bring up. Because um, when you talk about like laugh breaks, you know, there's no almost no greater feeling than getting one of those laugh breaks um, when you're on stage. And I think they got that with that scene. Yeah. Um, There was one more scene. They got that in too. I will say the last scene. Uh, Well, no, this was where they were getting ready to, um, the brothers were talking uh, because Miguel Nunez's character bought uh, Robin Gibbons, a, a, you know, some flowers. Uh-huh. And the other, and Terrence Howard's character came in to talk to him about that to say, "Hey, this will not be a place with sexual harassment and things like that." And in the midst of their conversation, he's he's dressing up in his office. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. And he opened his file cabinet, and there's the suits. <laughs> there's yeah, like, and, yeah. And, and and the audience really reacted to those. They had a lot of sight gags that were really funny in Which the was- in the show. Which is interesting to do in a sitcom like that, because yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a risk yeah, to do yeah. side gags, but it's also a risk to have a guy sit there and gradually get sweatier. Yeah, and but the audience was from the from that moment on the audience, and I feel like the show picked up steam after that. Yes, and yeah, I think did. they probably fed off the energy of the audience, but I think it yeah. picked it up after that. Uh, we had not a lot of like guest appearances pop up in this episode. The sweating guy and the and the and the guys in the beginning of the episode. But Jason Kidd, who is one of my all-time favorite basketball Jason players, freaking Kidd, like, oh, my up. God. Like, I was I like, oh, 
He looked young in this show, let me tell you. I, I think Jason Kidd was maybe 22. He just got in the NBA for like the last wow. couple of years. And I grew up a huge Dallas Mavericks fan. I'm still a huge Dallas Mavericks fan. So seeing Jason Kidd on TV, because we were a team that sucked my whole childhood, <laughs> it felt really good to see Jason Kidd. And actually, there's a rumor. So we drafted three lottery picks in a row from 92, 93, 94. And there was a rumor that Robin Givens destroyed the Dallas Mavericks' future because apparently Jason Kidd was dating Robin Givens, but also, no, wait, I think it was Tony Braxton, but Robin Givens was a rumor at one point, too, that two of the guys were interested in Robin Givens and it didn't work out. I might be wrong, mm. but I think I'm right. But anyway, seeing Jason Kidd was great, and then when the Arif Kitchens character just threw his shoe off real quick, that was another big laugh that, was a that good the one. audience got. I, I really, I truly, truly, honest to God, feel like that scene where the sweating um, witness really amped that show up. It took it took everything that to the over. next level, and I, I again it came down to pitch perfect acting, uh, just reacting to a situation that could really happen, and it just kind of tinging it to the next level a little bit, right? Like, and they, and like I said, they were they must have wrote that scene first because of how pitch perfect it was, and just lifted up everything else. You right. almost should have started with that scene, in my opinion, right? Like. Yeah, that would have been a great opening scene, but it yeah. wouldn't have been with Robin Givens. So, I mean, yeah. it would have been a trade-off. You would have had to use yeah. either Miguel Nunez or Terrence Howard's character, or even James Avery. Yeah. And, and speaking of James Avery, I, I, it warmed my heart, but also, look, James Avery's death is still bothersome to me. Yeah. You know, my father, my actual father, passed away in 2017. Of course, it still hurts. Mm-hmm. I think about my dad every day. But I will say that on the list of people that I, I miss is James Avery. I've never met James Avery. Yeah. I didn't know James Avery. I am not related to James Avery, but Fresh Prince was such a huge influence to me in my life. And because there was a time in my life where I did not have a father, my father came in my life later on. He was a father figure for me. Yeah. Him, Mufasa, and <laughs> John Amos from Good Times were my father figures. So losing James Avery stung uh because especially because now you see social media is picked up to the point to where we see more pictures of them together in reunions and stuff like we just had the fresh prince reunion not having him there was so hard and that tribute to him i was in tears man i was too we were uh uh, it was that was rough (laughs) you could feel it (laughs) you can feel how great of a man he was and how much they loved him and how much influence he had over them yeah just pouring through the scene and 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 I remember the final scene of Fresh Prince where James Avery saying goodbye to Will and he says you are my son and he says be by that phone on Sundays. I in my brain I felt like they literally did that after the show yep. ended. I felt like James Avery called Will, Alfonso, Tatiana, Karen, and everybody. I feel like he called everyone. He, you know he did on Sundays. You know that's you what know it felt did. like because that's how genuine he came off as Uncle Phil. Yeah, and I, th- I think it was interesting too that. Jeffrey um, Joseph Marcel said he lived with um, James Avery and his like his guest house for like 10 years after first yeah. months. So they were actually best friends in real life. I just think it's unbelievable how this cast really does feel like a family, but you feel like you're a family with them. Mm-hmm. And I think James Avery was a huge reason for that. Having a strong male figure, especially after they changed to Ann Vives and yeah. he became the primary parent. Yeah. It was even, you know, even though the show kind of dipped in quality, it felt it was great to see James Avery's take the spotlight essentially in, in the show, in this show in particular, because we only saw the pilot and we only saw him in three scenes. We didn't get a chance to really see James Avery and his James Avery-ness 
until the final scene. So in the final scene, Miguel Nunez and Terrence Howard are in, in, a, in a bar together, and they see the commercial that Terrence Howard's character didn't approve that Miguel Nunez's character starred in. He got upset, and then they're about to fight. As they're about to fight, literally about to fist fight each other, in the bar, James Avery's character, Alfonso Starks, Alonzo Starks, I'm sorry. Alonzo, yeah. Walks, walks in, and they pretend like they were dancing the whole time. And then eventually they get their dad to dance with them because he, they he think that he's teaching them a new dance. Like, let me just, that was another quick twist. Like, once he walked in, they quickly changed <laughs> from fighting. And even Terrence Howard got some laughs in that, in yeah, that scene. Yeah, that scene was actually a pretty strong scene because it was the, the maybe only the – I think that was maybe the first scene where the brothers were just the two of them except because even the even the other scenes other people would pop in because they're in the office but this is the first time you ever saw them two together and they were kind of sulking over the fact that neither one of them get robin gibbons because she's engaged to jason kidd yeah right right but that was so random that was random but james avery dancing with them reminded me of when he would dance on you know fresh prince and it's just it was a warm fuzzy way to end it and then they ended with a group hug of him grabbing them like the big papa bear and bringing them in and hugging them it was just a great and it was only a great moment to me because of james avery and because of what happened to him and because of what he was on fresh prince yeah you know so that was a heartwarming moment moment for me and it kind of it kind of was a great button on the end of the episode yes it was a way to a good way to end it yeah so (laughs) So yeah, um, I would say overall, like if you get the, the most of the episodes of Sparks is forty episodes total. Most of them on YouTube. Thank you, a Reef Kitchen. Um, we'll definitely try to maybe see if we can reach out to we them. Gotta, see if we, we can gotta. talk to them. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, <laughs> uh, thank you for uploading those episodes of Sparks because uh, I thought it was a good turn. I thought the I thought the show had potential. I'm not sure why I got canceled. UPN was a weird network it was it was it, it did get two seasons which mm-hmm. which which is good and that's usually a, a solid show a solid run mm-hmm. for a show um yeah. but you know they count on six sitcoms to make it to a hundred episodes 100, so they go to syndication so, so they can go to syndication so he didn't it didn't make it there but it, they did rerun it for years on bet i remember yeah I, and i yeah. and i watched every episode of sparks when i was when it first first run yeah i remember watching every episode so it, I would say check it out if you just want some good old 90s sitcom laugh. I'm, I will warn you, half you won't like it till probably halfway through the episode. Yeah, it takes it takes a bit for it to rev up. Like yeah, that. it takes a second. Um, so great. So I want to do a little quick. There, there are no fun facts really with this because <laughs> I mean it was pretty cut and dry. But yeah. where are they now? I mean it's pretty known where most of these people ended up afterwards. James Avery stayed doing work for. A few years after that, you know, popping up on different TV shows, but he was really big doing a lot of voiceover work um, and things of that nature. Unfortunately, he died in 2013 during heart surgery. Uh, still rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil, man. I'm not even going to get into getting deep on that one, man, because I don't feel like getting emotional. Um, Miguel Nunez kept acting. Um, of course, he would uh, appear later on in the same year in A Thin Line Between Love and Hate with Martin Lawrence. He would end up in life with Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy. He would end up in which, the- good lord, an amazing scene and biscuit. You know, yeah, sad, sad. If, biscuit. Ah, oh, such a sad scene. Interesting enough, he would be added to the second season of the Friends spinoff, Joey. I remember yep. him popping up on that. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's still working, but his biggest role, everybody knows him as Joanna Man. 
Let me tell you, there, there's no way you can't laugh at that movie. There's just it's it's a it's it's comedy, and he does it well. He he makes it believable. And like it's, he's supposed, one of the, yeah. it's supposed to be exactly what it came out. To yeah, be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, now he was also in Street Fighter. <laughs> I, I was just about to say we got to remember him in Street Fighter. Uh, he popped up in Scooby Doo. Yes. Um, at one point, so he's doing. He's still working right now. He's a, a regular on a show called the, the the Family. I was trying to find it. The Family Business, which runs on BET Plus. It's a BET series. Okay. Um, he's currently on that one as well. So I mean, he's always working. He's always working. Um, he was in that movie with Jamie Kennedy. I remember the the dance movie where the guy was stuck in the 1980s or something like that. So yeah, Miguel Nunez is still working. Terrence Howard, of course, we know he Terrence went on to win an Oscar Howard, for Hustle and Flow. Well, uh, he was just nominated, right? Sorry, win. nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> sorry, my he, bad. He, now there was there is debate. Like I do think that year he probably could have won. I don't think I don't know if he should have. I'm not saying he should have, but he could have won that. Could have won. Well, 2004 to 2007, yeah. eight was like. Terrence Howard's time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when he did um Hustle and Flow. He did mm-hmm. Crash right around the same exact mm-hmm. time. Four brothers. And then in 2008, the Pierre de Resistance, mm-hmm. Iron Man. Yeah. Um, but of course, Iron Man went, you know, he got replaced by Don Cheadle. He, it was his fault. It was his damn fault. His fault, but he got replaced. <laughs> but um, he's always kind of been around um of course the best man was a big movie for him best man mm-hmm. holiday you know but then empire once he got empire you know he was kind of back on the, everybody's radar yeah so terrence howard of course everybody knows what he's doing a great actor weird person very um, weird and controversial life like especially yeah. his personal life is just out of hand <laughs> oh and right and, uh, right around the same time too 2004 ish mm-hmm. was ray he was also mm-hmm. in Ray. So he's done a good job playing supporting roles and lead roles. It just kind of balances. I think I, I love them in Prisoners. I thought it was a, him and Viola Davis play husband and wife. And, uh, uh, the kids get kidnapped. Uh, that was a good movie. Um, Kim Whitley, her resume is stupid long. Um, she's one of those actresses that just kind of shows up. And she's done that for years, uh, ever since. Um, she's done a voice in Rango. Of course, Fist Fight. She's most recently seen in Hubie Halloween which is the Netflix uh, Adam Sandler movie. She's still doing stand-up comedy. She's still just popping up in TV shows. Um, She was a series regular on the show uh, Young and Hungry, Um, popped up on Marlin. She's been a recurring character on Curb Your Enthusiasm since 2014. Uh, So Kim Whitley and then also a voice actress on The Cleveland Show. So she's done a lot of work over the years. Um, A Reef Kitchen. Um, he went more into voiceover um, than in additional voices and kind of ADR work. Uh, he's done a lot of work over the years on a lot of different uh, animated uh, games, too, as well. Gears of War. Nice. Um, he was a voice on that. He, uh, he's done voice work on the Justice League, Dead Rising 3, Grand Theft Auto 5, Saints Row 4. So the man is working Put a lot. A lot as a voiceover actor. So good job of him. Spider-Man, Celebrity Deathmatch. Um, and let's see. Um, and he also appeared in the movie The Wash. Robin Gibbons, of course, is, you know, still a public figure. Uh, she's kind of done a little bit of a balance of both, still remaining like a public yeah. figure, but also done some acting and things like that. Um, you might 
head of state was one of the roles I really mm-hmm. liked her in. It was a small part, but it was a good part. Yeah. Um, throughout the year, she's done a lot more. She's even done stage plays recently. You know, uh, most recent was also in uh, Riverdale. She ah uh, yes, up. that's right. Yeah. she popped up in Riverdale. Yeah, she um, played a played that. I would say that was her biggest, most recent role. Right, right. I mean, she's done some stuff with with you know Tyler Perry and a couple smaller roles here and there. She did a couple episodes of One on One um, in the two thousands, and so yeah, she um she's one of those people that is just. A little bit of everywhere um, from mainstream roles to roles that you're like, okay, I don't even know what that is and it doesn't look good. Uh, so, but Robin Gibbons will, has never not been working. So she's yeah. always around. You'll, yeah. and you'll, and you'll be watching something and she'll just pop up. Like, yeah, randomly. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, she was a series regular on the show, Ambitious Ambitions, that was on OWN, which it just recently got canceled, but she was one of the leads in that. But yeah, like Riverdale is probably her biggest role. Um, but yeah, that's what everybody's doing. And, 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 you know, it's awesome. It really is awesome to see this cast, even like a guy like Arif Kitchen, who we don't, you know, we don't really know in terms of like seeing him on TV and movie on a regular basis. The voiceover work that he's doing for the last 20 years is like, whoa, you yeah, look at his like resume. A heavyweight. <laughs> yeah, you look at his resume on IMDb, you're like, whoa. So, um, so typically this part of the episode, um, well, first, let me just say this. I recommend you watching Sparks. Yes, watch watch Sparks, and I feel like uh, I want to say like I remember it years and years ago, maybe just on a random Sunday watching an episode, and I and I believe the show gets better. So it, it does so stick around. So stick around, you know. Give you like I said, it, it, like there's two pilots. There's the first episode, and then there's and then the second episode. Then there's the second episode. Second episode is pilot part two, where they right. mix some things and after they, figure they it did, out. Yeah, they figure it out. So give give it a shot. Yep. And so typically this part of the episode is when we ask DB what he thinks the next uh, show is going to be about. But we have a very, very special episode coming up next. Now, this is the Black Sitcom Podcast Show. But I thought we would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge probably one of the best kid shows yes to ever come out of nickelodeon i would say top three right up there with keenan and kale all that maybe my brother and me mm-hmm. it's on the list and yeah. it is a show that is actually iconic because of representation mm-hmm. which is something that television has a history of sorely lacking showing yes. other aspects of the culture and this show ran on nickelodeon for two seasons it was cut way too short it was still yes. really really popular when it was canceled but our next episode, we're going to cover the Nickelodeon TV show, Tyena. You, you didn't say it right. You didn't say it right. Tyena. <laughs> Tyena. <laughs> I can't lie, man. I am so excited yeah. to talk about Tyena and for people to hear us talk about Tyena. Like, yeah. I put it out there for us to find two guests that I wanted to bring. I wanted to bring Let me two tell guests. you, we, we searched, we scoured the earth to find two guests to be a part of the show. I, I feel like we did more work finding guests for this one than we have this whole we did. show. We <laughs> did. And I, we were looking specifically for Latinx yeah. people because we wanted representation. The way Authentic. that Tyena was showing representation, we want, and we found two very, very enthusiastic guests to come on and talk about it. So that's our next episode. So I don't need to ask DB, what he thinks tie-in is about because I, I, I can't come up with no like I did. You are not oh. no no. You're, 
You're not gonna disagree. I'm not gonna desecrate it. I'm not gonna desecrate it. You got okay? thirty. You got thirty seconds, my brother. Okay, so this is Taina in 2020. All right. Okay. So basically, she's going to the same school. This time, it's her daughter. And she's going through the whole whole thing, but she wants to be more of an influencer, like a social influencer. So you have these different kids who are getting famous from like TikTok. Um, you even have some YouTubers and everything. And, and still people want to get into music, but it's more of the social media era for the show for Taina's daughter, who's also named Taina. I regret doubting you my brother you never doubt me come on now. that was brilliant don't you never should doubt me i apologize for doubting <laughs> you. i didn't want you to i didn't want you to say a word i wanted yeah. to just let this episode in but yeah. i'm glad we gave you that platform thank you yeah because i agree yeah taina i agree yeah well it's time, <laughs> and, it's you'll time see why, and you'll see why that would make so much sense in our next episode Make sure you check out our next episode. It is set to be amazing. We've had other amazing episodes, but we are guys. We are getting better. I don't care. I know I'm saying that because I'm in the show. I don't give it. I, I don't give a damn. I we're believe it. Better. We're getting better, right. and, and we get. I'm more and more excited about everything that we're doing. So, on behalf of DB, where to find you, DB, on social medias? DB greatness on everything. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at DBrick Jackson. That is it for us for this episode of. Ethnic Kiss, the Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Stay strong, stay black, stay together. Catch you later. Peace. It's Ethnic Kiss, the Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Ethnic Ethnic Kiss. Kiss.